What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Top 5 at 5 with your host, Johnny Quest. Today is Tuesday, February 2nd, Groundhog Day. Here's what you missed while you were dodging the news all day and anxiously waiting for that Top 5 at 5 update to come out. Okay, one of the deadliest FBI-involved shootings in history. Two FBI agents were fatally shot, and three more agents were wounded as they tried to execute a search warrant in South Florida. Of course, the suspect is also dead, having barricaded himself inside an apartment in an upscale gated community. The search warrant being executed was in connection to a violent crimes against children case, which I believe is connected to a larger child pornography case. So, good riddance to him. This is the first time since 2008 that an FBI agent was fatally shot on duty. Quote, FBI Director Chris Ray identified the deceased agents as Special Agent Daniel Alfin and Special Agent Laura Schwarzenberger. Every day, FBI special agents put themselves in harm's way to keep the American people safe. The FBI will always honor their ultimate sacrifice and will be forever grateful for their bravery. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Top 5 at 5 with your host, Johnny Quest. Okay, now let's talk about the latest in the effort to vaccinate America. Over the last two months of availability, the U.S. has given out about 30 million doses, now averaging like 1.3 million plus per day, which, you know, sounds good, although uh, kind of a bit low. We still trail some smaller countries in in doses per 100, you know, statistics. They say Israel's at 56 per 100 and the UAE at 34. And there's a huge drop off from there where the US sits at about 10. Either way, it seems to be having an impact as we've seen some huge dips in the most important category, confirmed deaths from the vid. But who's missing here? I mean, you probably expected this, but dramatically, people of color are being hit the hardest with the vid and missing out on vaccines with much lower rates. And there's no excuses. In fact, in New York, Governor Cuomo's team had chosen a site, the Armory in Washington Heights, a historically high Latino populated area to be a site for those 65 and over. Yet the first wave of these vacunas seemed to overwhelmingly go to white New Yorkers who typically traveled from other parts of the city or even the state to get their appointment for a shot. But I mean, why? Under targeting? I mean, probably. In, in addition to that, the system for registering for a vaccine shot and getting your appointment is convoluted. It's online only after a series of clicks and taps. I mean, if you're targeting an aging, low-income population, that's probably not the best tactic. And, and you know, with whites getting the vacuna at a two and a half times higher rate, I think some of the issues really need to be addressed. And it's not just the technology. The outreach needs to be better. Quote, people of color out here wondering if 87-year-old Hank Aaron died from the vaccine while whites get the message, get your white ass uptown pronto to get some shots meant for these ignorant idiots. Now, health experts and advocates say the federal government can help alleviate the disparities by strengthening partnerships with leaders and churches in black cultures and communities of Latinos and be intentional about not leaving people of color out of vaccination efforts. In Pennsylvania, black people make up 13% of COVID-19 deaths, but only 3% 
of vaccinations, end quote. Now, the Biden administration did announce today that they would now be shipping vacunas directly to some 6,500 pharmacies and hopefully expand that to over 45,000 if this pilot program works enabling these local pharmacies to be able to directly administer these vaccines instead of taken from a state's allotment. But you still need people to show up. I mean, 30 million doses have been given out. No zombies yet. We need more education, more engagement and community outreach, more stupid infomercials, overflow the buses and subways with ads, buy a damn Super Bowl commercial. Hell, give Cardi B the damn shot and promote it on TikTok. Whatever you need to do, do what's needed so everyone equitably gets access. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Top 5 at 5 with your host, Johnny Quest. Okay, now we got to jump into some international news. And let's talk about the coup that just happened in Myanmar. Now, after protesting the results of the recent election, stop me if any of this sounds familiar. However, here it was military leadership that decided it was their responsibility to seize control of the government and detain the current leadership of Aung San Suu she now while they took over they said they were only doing so so that they could ensure proper free and fair elections one year from now yeah because you know it's a years long state of emergency now the military's party only won 33 seats in parliament this year with sushi's party winning 396 seats mm, sounds like a blowout and the reason most people are concerned is because uh uh, before the elections of 2012, the junta ran Myanmar since their last military coup way back in 1962. Yeah, like a 50-year run. Now, military officials acknowledge the irregularities of the election are not enough to overturn the results, but, you know, there still must be a do-over because I'm not happy I lost type scenario. I've, I've never heard of such a thing. Doesn't ring any bells. Now, this is one of the first international test for the new administration which already has sanctions in place on generals from Myanmar and who has now threatened even more sanctions with Biden saying in a statement quote the coup is a direct assault on the country's transition to democracy and the rule of law the United States will stand up for democracy wherever it is under attack What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Top 5 at 5 with your host, Johnny Quest. All right, looks like we're going to have our first group of civilians going on a space ride this year. Yep, the crew of four, well, actually three, and I'll get to that in a second, was announced today. It's being financed by this 37-year-old billionaire named Jared Isaacman. Yeah, an entrepreneuring individual. He started his company, kind of at like the age of 15 he never graduated high school but he was hawking credit card terminals from his parents basement before turning that into a full-fledged payment processing company on top of that his love of daredevil aerial pursuits and probably the movie top gun drove him to another passion buying used fighter jets and hiring pilots to train american soldiers yet he bought the world's largest private fleet of fighter jets at the age of of 28 seriously i didn't even know it was possible for civilians to own russian mig 29s but yeah he has one and he's also known for his philanthropy he set a 
speed record flying around the world in 2009 while raising money for the Make-A-Wish program. And this time, he's focused on the St. Jude Children's Hospital. In addition to bringing along a female healthcare worker from the hospital who was a former St. Jude patient that beat cancer, he's also bringing along a, a business partner. And the fourth C is up for grabs. Yeah, anyone donating to St. Jude in February will be entered into a random drawing for seat number four, a huge fundraising effort. They expect the space tour is going to last three to four days lying around in the Crew Dragon capsule from SpaceX. I'm sure you heard of them before. They should be flying around the earth around every 90 minutes. Now, he's a pilot himself, so hopefully he could handle this since, you know, the capsule doesn't have room for anyone else. It's a four-seater. He even bought a Super Bowl ad to publicize this deal and get more donations to St. Jude, which if I might say so, is an excellent organization, fully deserving of all the funds headed their way. Wow. Three and a half days in space. They won't say how much he paid for it, but I'm sure it was a couple pretty pennies. And if I had it, mm, I might join them. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Top 5 at 5 with your host, Johnny Quest. And finally, well, if you know me, you know, I really don't care much about shoes. I, I typically buy one pair of kicks at the top of the year and wear them mothers out like it was still school shopping season. So, yeah, it's probably about that time of year to pick up something new. And, you know, with this crazy snow we got here, I might just grab some ACGs for the winter. But, you know, when summer hits, I'm probably going to try and find some of these brand new Nike Fly Ease Goes. Yeah, they were just announced today and with a gradual rollout projected for this year, you I don't know, you kind of have to see it to believe it. It's a sneaker that requires no hands to take on and off. A hands-free shoe. Yeah, you like step into it and then it collapses around your feet, wrapping them snugly. You hold the heel with your other foot and it's a quick removal, the way we're used to taking sneakers off. And it's all due to this ingenious hinge-like design. It's kind of like well, sneaker slippers, but they also look like regular kicks once you put them on. Uh, this is definitely great for my lazy ass, but think about others. Quote, a pregnant woman in her third trimester to an older adult with arthritic hands. Nike believes its laceless design will resonate with anyone who'd like to slip into their shoes with more ease. With the shoes on my feet, I'm shocked at how comfortable they are. I take them off and put them on again and again each time that little UX moment in which the shoe engulfs my foot is a pleasant surprise. Part of my mind is sure it won't work and when it does the sensation is pure pillowy joy end quote. <laughs> now this is pretty smart engineering and industrial design here. Kudos to the inclusive team at Nike for this one. Now if they end up coming to Miami Blue I might need a pair of these for that St. John Trunk Fest trip to lounge around. Well, my beautiful people, those are my top five news stories of the day delivered for you uh, before the end of the day. <laughs> Sorry about that. But definitely, if you're looking for this news show, check out the Twitter feed. If this show is going to end up tardy for the day, that's where I'll post. A little breaking news that showed up right before I started recording. Jeff Bezos has decided to step down as CEO of Amazon. I mean, I guess once you make enough money to just 
not give a damn. Who needs to worry about the logistics of getting my toilet paper delivered from Mesa, Arizona to New York in the right amount of time? Apparently, he's going to be focusing on his philanthropies and other side projects. Pulling kind of like a Bill Gates move. I mean, now that Elon has passed him as the wealthiest person on the planet right now, besides all the sultans and presidents of Russia, I guess there's just no more reason to go on. It's not like he's selling his shares or anything. Anyways, that's all the news I got for today. Thanks once again for listening to the show. Remember to subscribe to this pod. Tell your friends how they can get their daily ride home TLDR of the news at top5at5.com or their favorite podcast platform. I don't know, like Spotify or Pandora or Stitcher or uh, Apple Podcasts. Sure. All right. We'll talk again tomorrow. And as always, remember, stay focused, stay proud, and stay dedicated in all that you do. Just like me, dodge the rest. Catch up because I got you with the news.